It's hard to believe, and I feel pretty old when I say this, but I've known Dina, my wife, for almost 40 years. Wow. And we have been friends for a long, long time. That's cool. I think one of my favorite aspects of, uh, of our relationship in terms of the friendship that we have is the ability to go out into God's creation and just enjoy a walk and casual conversation. We've enjoyed doing that for the entirety of our relationship. And no matter how long you've been married, um, that friendship you have with your spouse is worth keeping strong. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and uh, you two just celebrated your 30th anniversary as a couple. Um, did. It's mm-hmm. important to keep that friendship going. How have you made it uh, strong these past 30 years? I would say that it has been a priority for both of us to keep our connection strong, which includes our friendship. You think about it, most couples started as friends. What was it that caused us to be good friends? I know for Greg and I, we had connections around friends in college, and then we also enjoyed a lot of the same things. You know, we would go and play pickup basketball, (laughs) believe it or not. Wicked outside shot, I'm telling you. (laughs) Together, we enjoyed the same kind of food, the same shopping. I mean, we just had fun together. And so it's so important to continue to build that friendship. Um, Interestingly enough, emotional connection that married couples share is said to be five times more important than their physical intimacy. Because sometimes couples will say, well, of course, sex is most important, but I say yes. I don't know who did that research. (laughs) Women. (laughs) Sex is important, but so is the emotional connection and the friendship. And often for guys, they're asking the question of, you know, do you like me? I know you love me, but do you like me? Mm Because if you like me, that means you want to be around me, that you're my friend. So it's really being intentional about what did we used to enjoy together? Yeah. What made us friends in the first place? How did we cross paths? You know, what were we doing? And going back to some of those healthy things. Mm-hmm. I know there's couples that are smiling right now going, yeah, we were not in a <laughs> great place when we met and we've come to the Lord or yeah. revived our relationship with God. But that friendship is the basis yeah. of the connection. Let's keep uh, this theme going as we turn now to an audio clip featuring Pastor Kevin Thompson. He spoke with Jim Daly and me about why it's important to have a healthy friendship with your spouse. You identify three roles a spouse should fill and then, uh, you know, how that fits with God's design for marriage. What are those and and how do we see them fitting into God's word? Yeah, so you go back into Genesis 2 and God creates man and says it's not good for man to be alone. And we, we he wants to create a, a helper fit for him. And so you have all the animals that are created, a lot of good things that are there, but none of them are the perfect fit. And so then you have the creation of woman. And in that moment, you have this great compatibility. And yet they're also given a task. And then at the end of Genesis 2, you see this very unique intimacy that they're going to have. And so whenever I think about the original design, before the leaves, right? Before before (laughs) sin entered the world, what did marriage look like? Well, marriage was this friendship. There was a companionship that Adam could have with somebody who was like him, different, but like him, unique from the rest of the animals. They had a task to play. So they were supposed to partner together in being stewards of God's creation. And then there was this very unique relationship connection between them, and that is intimacy. And whenever I think about what it means for me to be a husband, what does Jenny need from me? She needs me to be, to be a friend to her, that walk alongside of her all throughout life. She needs me to be a partner that shares the busyness of life with her. And, and then she needs the intimacy of, of what love looks like. And whenever I'm doing marriage conferences, I always have couples stand up. And I say, okay, here, here's how this works. Everybody stand side by side with your spouse and hold their hand. 
That's what it looks like to be a friend. You're walking through life together. Now turn and stand back to back. And I'm scanning the horizon 180 degrees this way. My wife is scanning the horizon 180 degrees that way, looking for threats, looking for opportunities. As partners, we always have each other's back. Now stand and look face to face. And what's funny is in that moment, I lose the attention of the audience. I've had it the whole time. But all of a sudden in that moment, there's smiles, there's laughter, there's little comments, there's touch. It's interesting. We don't look at our spouses enough in the eye. But that's what intimacy looks like, that somebody is going to see the fullness of who I am and still love me, friend, partner, and lover. That's a good exercise. Mm. Um, I'm going to talk to Gene about that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face each other here. But uh, you mentioned that friendship is really the key, and uh, that's um, the, perhaps the most important. I'm sure all three are important, but friendship being the most important you had a little uh, trip to McDonald's, I think, in the book that helped illustrate this. How'd that go? No, I think so. And to me, it's almost like a house. That friendship is the foundation. Partnership are the walls. And then the roof is really intimacy that protects you. But whenever my kids were little, they loved to go to McDonald's. And so one day I took them. <laughs> and as we were sitting there eating our, our happy meals, I looked over and there was this couple that looked retirement age. Uh, and they were reading the newspaper. There was a cookie and they both had coffee. And, and I just kind of became fascinated with them, watching them. Uh, and, and she was she was kind of working the crossword, and he was reading the business section. And, and I noticed that they would sit there and read read something, and, and then he'd put his paper down, and he'd say, hey, have you have you seen this? And they'd have this little discussion about what it is he was reading, and then the paper would come back up, and, and then they'd go about the thing, and then all of a sudden the woman would say, hey, what's a, what's a six-letter word for this? And he'd put his paper down and, and look at, at what was taking place. And I thought it was this beautiful imagery of what friendship is like. As you're walking side by side through life together, you're experiencing life together. But then you're bringing back to the couple the, what those experiences are like. And, and to me, it is this interweaving of being by ourselves and then being together. And I thought this couple just gave an image of that that was so beautiful of what my life with Jenny needs to be. I need to experience life that, that she's not going to be alongside of me at every moment, but bring back the good. Ask for help with the things that I need help with. And it's this constant weaving back and forth. I think that's one of the powers of technology. We talk about all the downsides of technology, and rightfully so. But to be able to text your spouse and say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. Or to, I mean, what I've done this Does morning. Does that count? I hope so, because I do that a lot. But, but even this morning, you know, being in beautiful Colorado Springs, I shot a picture of the mountains and sent them to Jenny. And, uh, you know, part of that's love, part of that's jealousy. It's, it's, all, it's all the same thing, right? But this playfulness that can come into that, I think it's a beautiful picture. And, and I think, for me, it, it's not that a good marriage necessarily has less negative events in their marriage. It's that a good marriage has more positive events. Yeah. And so we have to be intentional about coming back to our spouse with good things, with happy things, with meaningful things, and sharing that part of our lives with them. Yeah. Well, you know, Dr. Greg Smalley on our team here, he often will talk about how marriages can fall into business relationships, right? So you're just managing the budget, you're just managing schedule together, and you don't have uh, kind of the deeper good attributes of marriage. All right, Greg, Jim mentioned you. So um, how do you and Aaron avoid going to that place of um, falling into the business relationship mode? I think it's so important that we acknowledge that our marriage has to have both types of conversation. We do need to have what we call work talk. We need to have those moments where we're productively talking through tasks and to-do lists and 
you know, our dryer broke. Who's going to get that fixed or the lawn <laughs> yeah, needs repair? Yeah, who is going to get it fixed? Like I'm just listing off some things that recently <laughs> happened. Aaron and I have to deal with those things. Yeah. And, and I get that they're overwhelming, but they also can monopolize our relationship if we allow it. And mm-hmm. so recognize that the value in work talk is that it keeps our marriage, it keeps our family running in the most optimal way. And that, and that's important. Otherwise, we'd be so stressed out. But the reality is if all we do is have business meetings, if, if work talk monopolizes our relationship, it really does become boring. And, and what we find is that people then – um, with opportunities actually have a deeper conversation, we'll avoid talking because they're so conditioned that if we do talk, it's going to be about work. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about some business budget, kids, this or that. And so it's really, really important, John, that Aaron and I carve out time and, and kind of name it and call it a very something very distinctive, which we call hard talk. And so we just need some time to where we're we're focused on, you know what? What's going on the inside? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? How, what stresses are you experiencing? Um, what's God been teaching you? What are you dreaming about? What What's something that's been fun? Like we, Aaron and I do this in a really simple way to where we'll just ask each other, kind of at the end of the day, what was the higher of your day? What was the lower of your day? The whole point of that is not to go, well... You know, I did go to the store and I got that carton of eggs like you asked. It's it's we understand what we're trying to accomplish, which mm-hmm. is not a business conversation. It's an inner life conversation. I want to catch up. I want to um, make sure that I stay updated on what's going on inside of Aaron because my life is constantly changing. I'm constantly changing. In work talk, those business meetings will so monopolize that you miss, and all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. People will let this go for years. Yeah, the work the work yeah. stuff takes over. The business it just part. does. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're like, you're a stranger to me. Who are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they just feel super disconnected. And the only thing that we can do is to be intentional. The business stuff, the work talk will happen. You do not have to try to create that. It was just like last night. Aaron's like, I need to use our dryer. Well, the stupid vent won't go back on. And I tried for like an hour to get that stupid thing. It's hard. And so I've got to go figure this out and get another one. But that, that in other words, that stuff just happens. And we, we can't miss the dead grass in the backyard. Oh, so you when you're, when you're done right with the now? dryer, could you yeah. start sodding the backyard? Oh, gosh. It is dead. <laughs> or, or you never know. Maybe I'll take it on. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I'll learn you how to it, lay Greg, sod. I'll help you. But you have yeah. to come help me. <laughs> yeah. Let's just the, do this as a team. What I love that you're saying, Greg, yeah. is that when you start asking me those questions like, how are you feeling? Or I know the same is true for you. When I ask one of those inner life questions, that it's like the indicator light goes off that, oh, we're heart talking right now. Yeah. And well, I, literally, sorry to uh-huh. interrupt, but Aaron shot me a quick text this morning. So all this craziness going on in our family, just business-wise, and she just shot me a quick text and, and just affirmed, just thank you for taking care of these different things and the love that, that you did that. Her affirmation just caused me to go, oh, I so needed that. And then I thought, 
what's going on for me right now that I just like, it was like a, a relationship Red Bull, you know, some <laughs> just massive amount of caffeine That's entered into picture. my marriage yeah. and relationship that it caused me to go, yeah, you know what? I'm not doing okay. And then I texted her back just saying, honestly, Aaron, I'm, I'm struggling. There's so much coming at me right now, both at home and at work. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. And I told her, you know what? And when I get overwhelmed, I put my head in the sand and I'm probably disconnected from you. You probably feel the distance. Mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with certain things because I'm just so overwhelmed. And it was just, we didn't solve anything, but just the fact that she said something, I said something back, we were communicating in an intentional way. I mean, I felt closer to you, well, even though we were miles apart. In getting that text, I was like, oh, I actually wasn't feeling distant because we just came back from sitting on the beach and walking on the beach and having good conversation. It's been since we've been home. But I'm telling you, when he shares that stuff with me, wow, I lean in. I'm like, I'll affirm you every single day yeah. if I get to know Fine, I'll, like everything I'll that's going that. on inside of you. That's mm. such a big deal and such a blessing. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate the two of you and your authenticity and uh, the, the things you share here are so helpful to me personally. I know they are to you as a listener. And let me just uh, ask you to affirm that these podcasts mean something to you and that you appreciate the Smallies. Uh, reach out to us and, and let us know or go online and leave a good review or uh, send the ministry a note and let us know specifically uh, what caught your attention and how you've utilized these podcasts to and grow be sure in your marriage. to say of the three of us, John, Greg, and Aaron, who you like the most. Yeah, huh. yeah. That, <laughs> it's very helpful. Uh, we would love to as well make you uh, aware of a few resources right now that you can get. One is a free download of the conversation Jim and I had with Kevin Thompson. It's called Embracing Your Role as a Spouse, and uh, the link is in the show notes. And then uh, those three roles that Kevin described are in his book, Friends, Partners, and Lovers, What It Takes to Make Your Marriage Work. We'd invite you to uh, contribute to the work here of Focus on the Family. And uh, when you do, when you help the ministry out, we'll say thanks by sending a copy of Kevin's book to you. Uh, a gift of any amount will uh, really further the ministry impact together. And uh, so we'll invite you to do that. Uh, donate today online. The link is in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear more from Kevin Thompson, uh, more tools to help your relationship grow stronger. And for now, on behalf of the Smallies and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.